of Israel have not repented. The leadership has not repented. The priesthood, they're going on the same way they've gone on. And uh, remember last week we were studying in the book of Jeremiah how that God had reached a place where he said, Jeremiah, don't you pray for him anymore for things to turn out nice for him. Don't, don't do it. Because even if you pray, I listen, because they've rejected every opportunity to repent and have me take my hand of judgment away from them. And don't pray for them. Remember how many, we, we had three or four specific verses. Don't you dare pray for them. <laughs> you know, it was instructions. So, it's laments and over the condition of what's going to happen. But in the same time, while there were these laments, realize who's lamenting. Jeremiah. And Jeremiah lives in this town. Amen? He's a righteous prophet of God. And yet, that which he has prophesied is going to come to pass and it's going to affect him just as much as anybody else. But he knows his position in God. So we looked last week in, in Jeremiah. He was beaten, thrown in prison, thrown in a dry cistern, uh, ridiculed, uh, taunted, uh, held up for ridicule by the people. And uh, the priest would come by and say, hey, we're still having sacrifices. And Jeremiah said, good luck with that. God's not listening. <laughs> you know, um, they were going through religious motions without a heart for what it was about. And uh, we need to realize this. The Bible does not teach, contrary to modern doctrines, it does not teach that if you are a righteous person, you won't go through bad times. Doesn't teach that. False teachers want to lay a guilt trip on you. Well, if you were more righteous, this wouldn't be happening to you. Now, if you look for that type of reasoning in the scripture, you'll find it in the friends of Job, but not from the lips of God. You can be a righteous person and still, because of the evilness of the age, be affected by it. And so we're going to be looking at that side of the picture today. The laments from a righteous person. None of this is his doing, right? But he's going to be affected. How are we affected today? By the sin that surrounds us. Are we affected? Are we just in a little bubble someplace? And our lives are not affected at all by all the sin and stuff that's going on? How are we affected? By the sin that surrounds us. Okay, politicians. You know, uh, the old adage is, uh, are they lying? Well, is their lips moving? Yeah. You know, I... <laughs> I don't want to get political about it, but our governor went down and our senators went down and congressmen went down and made a big show of drinking tap water 
in East Palestine. East Palestine. Palestine. Wow. <laughs> oh my, my goodness. Uh, you know, liar, liar, pants on fire. <laughs> Use some of that water to put it out. But it might ignite uh, because it's got toxins in it. But what are some other things that affect us as a right, as a person trying to live for Jesus? Could I get a, a show of hands? You're trying to live for Jesus. You're trying to live for the Lord. What are some other things that affect us even though we're trying to live for the Lord? Stress. Stress. You know, everything, you know, if you haven't had stress recently, you've been taking a nap. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> There's stressful stuff going on. Um, children are taught evil in the public school. Yeah. 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 Children taught evil, uh, fed it, spoon fed it, and... Uh, Yeah, yeah. You don't want to go against all these people trying to take the uh, drag queens in to teach reading to the children. Yes, we do. Yes. They won't let let me go in and and uh, teach them a Bible story, but they'll let the drag queens go in and show them their lifestyle. What? What? And if you protest, like the person up in the, I uh, forget which city it was in, they protested that uh, there was transgender people going into the restrooms where their children were and uh, they kicked them out of the wine. Not, not the transgender. They kicked the, the people that complained out. How else are we affected as Christians today by the sinful world in which we live. So the television's out. Yeah, yeah the te television is just a, a spouting right into the to the home. The uh, all of the how many times, honey, my my wife went upstairs. We we scream at our TV. I mean, we. <laughs> how many of you talk to your TV? <laughs> Ours is the smart TV. It just sits there and listens, but but. Talk to your TV, and what, what, you know? Can you believe? And uh, it, it's, uh, you know, the filth that's being poured in, and the moral lack of morals that are being taught uh, through the programming. How that the best way to get ahead is to cheat, and connive, and lie, and twist the truth. Yeah, destroy. We, we we started watching. We've got this Hulu thing on our TV, and we were uh, watching a, a game show. It was canceled uh, years ago. It seemed like an interesting uh, game show. But the concept got to be the place where you were supposed to really lie to win. And... Uh, we had to stop watching it. It, it was just, it was just gut wrenching. The people that tried to be honest and forthright were the losers. And uh, what? Well, how else is our society affecting us? I just wanted to say, um, you know, the cartoons on TV. I have Sophia a lot, and there's hardly nothing I can let her watch. Right? You know, it's 
it's like we'll be watching something. There's that goes, you know, and yeah. even the commercials, you know, they're little activists, you know, and yeah. stuff, and you know, activists as Black Lives Matter stuff, you know, and all that. And she'll say, "Gigi, it's just a commercial." Yeah. <laughs> I'll say, "Well, it's gone, you know." Yeah. But the cartoons have, uh, like, uh, witchcraft and oh. a lot. Yeah. You know, so there's hardly nothing I can let her watch. Yeah, it's it's. Uh they're, they have a narrative going to indoctrinate children and youth and adults of what their view of right and wrong is. There's no absolute. That, well, that's your truth. We, we believe in absolute truth. Amen? There is a way of truth and a life. What are some other things that our sinful world, how it affects us as believers? It causes... Um, suffering for us. Mm-hmm. Other people's sin causes me suffering. Yeah, yeah, grief. Yeah, the the you look at the situations, uh, whether it's shootings over here or uh, have you ever second guessed going to get gas at a gas station? Yes. Since we've been having a rash of of shootings, robberies at gas stations in Columbus. Where they're going up, and if you if they won't give you uh, their car the car keys, they'll shoot you and take it anyway. And uh, we live in an evil world, <coughs> and that's the reason it's so important for us to stay close to the Lord, because bad things are all around us. They were all around Jeremiah. And the situations here. Uh, so it's a series of laments, the book of Lamentations, over the destruction of the temple and over the destruction of Jerusalem. It's one of the shortest books in the Old Testament. Doesn't mean that it's not important. Just It's just brief. But it covers a lot of ground. The Hebrew Bible, which is called the Tanakh, clear your throat and say it with me, Tanakh. You know, Hebrew is such a throat-clearing language. The Tanakh uh, is comprised of three main parts. The Torah, what's the Torah? First five books. First five books. First five books of Moses. Oh, yeah, I still believe Moses was used to write them. Because Jesus said that. I'm just, just saying. The Nevi'im, which is the prophets, all the prophets, and the Ketuvim, which is called the writings, other books such as uh, Psalms and Proverbs, and this book of Lamentations is not a prophetic book, it's a poetic book. It's a part of the writings, the Ketuvim. And uh, it has a unique way of expressing itself, this poetic lament. It's written as a poem or as a song, a song of lament. It's unique for several reasons, this book of Lamentations, because there's only five chapters. I know, we know that <coughs> chapters were not a part of the original manuscripts. They were done later. But it's 
clearly divided into five segments. And in several of, in the first, second, and fourth chapters or portions of the poem, every letter of the first word of that phrase goes from out from from the beginning of the the scriptures to the end. It takes the Hebrew alphabet from A to Z basically. It's 22 letters, 22 verses. Uh, and uh, uh, so it's it's an acrostic. From our study, anybody remember another place where this acrostic style is used in your Bible? We went over it at great length. I'm getting blank stares. Isaiah? Now, the Psalms? Huh? Was it the Psalms? Yeah, which one? Psalm 119. Turn to Psalm 119. Turn to Psalm 119. And you will find that it is divided up <coughs> between, see the paragraph listings with a little Hebrew word above it? Aleph? Yeah. Okay. It goes A to Z basically in the Hebrew alphabet. If you want to learn Hebrew, there you go. You got the alphabet already there for you. And it's, it's basically every chapter is another letter it starts with that letter the first word of that paragraph that's the same way that the book of Lamentations is several of the chapters uh, three out of the five chapters are an acrostic they start the first word starts with the first letter of the alphabet and then the next one goes through uh, the different letters and the fifth poem, the final poem, has 22 verses, 22 segments, in honor of the 22 letters of the alphabet. It's a series of cries of lament. Alas, oh no, ah, ah, over the destruction of the city of Jerusalem and the temple. And, uh, how many of you can kind of identify with, with Jeremiah as you look around our world today? How many of you, you've lost the words to express? Ah! It's And that's what's happening here. 
The people at the time are not listening. But looking back, we can read it, and we can see what's going on in the heartbeat of Jeremiah. Ah! Look at that. Oh! Oh, no! Oh, oh, alas! And what's going to happen? The beautiful temple. This was Solomon's temple that would be destroyed. It was one of the seven wonders of the ancient world. Beautiful gold and, and silver and bronze and, and the cedars of Lebanon and marble and all kinds of stuff in this wonderful temple of Solomon. And it's going down. It's going to be totally, completely destroyed. And all of the vessels in the tabernacle are going to be carried off to battle. And, and, and the city of Jerusalem is going to be laid flat. A series of laments or cries. <clears throat> we want to look at a prayer focus today. In the midst of this situation, Jeremiah brings up the two scriptures that we mentioned, and it also flows through... <clears throat> the entire lamentation is the plight of the children amidst the chaos and the sin. He's lifting up a cry. Oh, man. Oh, look at it. And the cry for the children that haven't done anything about this, but they're still in the midst of it. In the same way that Jeremiah didn't do anything to make this happen. But he's going to suffer through it. Mm -hmm. Can you think of the names of some other people that you know of that are going to suffer through what happens as a result of other people's sin? Who else names do we know are going to suffer through <coughs> this destruction and being carried off to battle? Who else do you know their names? Daniel. Shadrach. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Or as I always remind, what's their Hebrew name? Their real name? Azariah, Mishael, and Hananiah. And uh, who else? Anybody else you know? Well, Jeremiah's affected by it. But how about... Uh, Jewish folks that uh, fellow by the name of Mordecai. He's a Jew. He's not at home, is he? Where's he at? He's in Persia. Uh, so, though we do not know the names of all the Jews that were carried off, there were thousands and thousands and thousands of them. And ultimately, they were on death row because of Haman. Remember that story? Yeah. Of Esther. Esther was too young necessarily to have been already born, but she could have been uh, collateral damage. She was not raised by her parents. She was raised by her cousin or uncle. And uh, it could have well been that in the destruction of the city that may have been when she, when she perished. Had she done any evil to warrant what was happening? No. And so these, the cries of Jeremiah are related to praying for some of the children 
or the daughters of Jerusalem, the daughters of Israel, the, the children and the youth that through no fault of their own are in the middle of the situation. What did Daniel do to wind up exiled over into Babylon? What did he do wrong? What was his sin? Nothing. No, we, no. He was a righteous person, the scripture says. He was righteous. He was that God spoke through him and to him. He was a prayer warrior. How many times he he pray a day? Three. Three times, morning, noon, and evening. And he'd always open up and pray towards Jerusalem, which laid in rubble. But he was being obedient to what he was told to do. You know, what, what did uh, Hananiah, Azariah, and Mishael do to deserve what, what they were going through? They were in a fiery furnace because they refused to bow down to the false images that were laid before them. So, we want to look today, our prayer focus in the book of Lamentations, we want to look at this aspect of it, that uh, verses 2, uh, chapter 2 and 11 and 2, 19. Can I have somebody read those again? Who read 2, 11? going to be one of those days, huh? Okay. My daughter, Rachel, came all the way down here to read scripture for us this morning. She's going to take the 11. Who'll take the 19? Okay. Shauna's got the 19. Okay. My eyes fail from weeping. I am in torment within. My heart is poured out on the ground because my people are destroyed. Because children and infants faint in the streets of the city. Okay. And then 19. Arise, cry out in the night at the beginning of the watches. Pour out your heart like water before the face of the Lord. Lift your hands toward him for the life of your young children who faint from hunger at the head of every street. Okay. What's different from this crying out of prayer this week and what we studied last week when God told him not to pray for the good of the people. What's the difference here? Well, last week he told them not to pray for the people because they weren't listening. Right. They they had done the sin and wouldn't repent. And we're going to. And he said, "Don't pray that good things happen to them." I'm not listening. But he's crying out here in behalf of those who are basically innocent in the situation. Or not. It's not that they're not listening. They're they're not hearing the, the message. They're they're you know the parents, the adults, the the leadership, the king and everybody else, the priests and everybody has turned a deaf ear to the cries of God. And Jeremiah is interceding and crying out for the children, for the youth. The young ones. He's not defying what God said in the book of Jeremiah. It was a certain group of people. He said, don't pray for them anymore. You pray, I'm not listening. They cry, I'm not listening. Because they refused to repent. They wanted to go on and, 
and act as if everything was fine, go through all their religious motions, as if everything was okay. He says, no, that's it, I'm done. But in the midst of it, in the midst of it, how is Jeremiah praying for the infants and the children that are in the midst of this bad situation? How is he, what does it say there in both of these? How is he praying? How is he interceding for them? Verse 11. Take that one. How is he crying? How is he praying? He's weeping. He's weeping. He's weeping. He's my eyes are full. Have you ever cried so much you just can't see clearly? Weeping so hard that you couldn't see clearly. I love the story. Resurrection morning. When Jesus is walking in the garden. And Mary Magdalene comes up. And she's been crying and weeping. And she can't see clearly who it is. Until he said, Mary. And then she recognized. Master, my Lord. That kind of grieving cry is going on here in Jeremiah. He's not, oh, Lord, bless the little ones. Help the kids. No. He is, he can't see because his eyes are filled with tears. How else is he praying according to 11 and verse 19? What? Pleading. Pleading. He's, he's, he's begging. Oh, God, I'm interceding. For these innocent kids who are in this situation not because of their sin, but the sins of their parents and, and the situations. Have you ever seen on, on the news something like, some of you don't watch the news anymore. It's not really the news, it's opinions. But uh, your heart just goes out when you see them rushing a little baby into the emergency room at Children's Hospital. They've arrested the parents because while they were doing cocaine, some fell on the floor and their little baby sniffed it and went into convulsions. Now what did that little kid do? People say, well, why did God allow that to happen? Well, uh, why did the parents put that child in that situation? We, we intercede for the child. We, we, we cry out. How else does it say? My eyes fill with tears. Uh, he's, he's begging, he's pleading for these infants and children. How else does it say in verses 11 and verse 19? Yes, what? Lift up your hands to him, which is an act of surrender. Yeah, lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. Pour out your mouth like water. Lift up your hands towards him. Now, the lifting up of hands is symbolic in a variety of ways. 
lifting up hands in full surrender. It's an international sign of surrender. What are you saying when you lift up your hands? I give up. I give up. What does what is visually what's happening here? Take my heart. I've got no weapons here. I'm done. I, 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 there's no sword, there's no gun, there's no arsenal here. You're taking your hands off of it. You're taking your hands off of the situation. You're, 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 you're basically giving... I love that old song. All to Jesus I surrender All to Him I freely give I will ever love and serve Him in His presence daily live. I surrender all. I surrender all. All to Thee, my blessed Savior, I surrender all. When your hands are lifted up, you're holding nothing in. You're giving it all over. Giving it all over to Jesus. We see that we're to lift up our hands in prayer. The Bible also says we're to lift up our hands in praise. And the symbolism of that is He alone is the worthy one. He's the one who's won the victory. But my favorite expression is not necessarily a, a biblical expression. But it still gets me. Years ago, I was, we were doing a, one of our dramas, and uh, on Easter, on Palm Sunday, and we had all the people dressed up in costumes and beards, and well, not the women, but what costumes, beards, and uh, had palm branches, palm branches out, and uh, so I was doing Jesus and I, I stepped out of the middle and I had when she's just a little little bit of a thing I had Emery run up and jump up into my arms like this and I had to stop a few moments from the drop there's sometimes we just need to run to Jesus amen in full surrender in praise but also just fallen on his mercy. That's how Jeremiah is praying for the infants and the children and the innocents. How else? Look at these scriptures. There's only two of them. You ought to be able to put these on the same page in your Bible. Chapter 11, chapter 19, verse 11, verse 19. He's crying. His, he can't even see straight because of his tears. He's begging, he's pleading, he's lifting up his hands in full surrender. Oh God, I'm reaching up, P pick me up, take me in this situation. How else is Jeremiah praying for the children? Day and night. Day and night. Sometimes when things are going okay, we can forget intercede. Anybody? Yes. 
Can you get a witness in the house? Day and night. Nothing has happened yet, okay? Lamenting over it. And night and day, it's not just when he when he thinks of it. It's continually on his heart. Day and night. You know what I'm talking about? When, when you have a have you ever had a burden to pray yes. for somebody? Yes. Uh, what does that feel like? What is that? How do you unpack that word? A burden of prayer. It's like heart wrenching. Heart wrenching. What else? A groan. It's a groaning. You just don't know sometimes how to pray. What? A heaviness. A heaviness. Yeah, you feel like a weight over your shoulders. It's weighing you down. And it's not. This is not the kind of burden we want to be free from. We want to be free from the burden of our sins and fear and all those things. But we need to get back as a people, as individuals, as followers of Jesus, to taking on a prayer burden where our hearts are heavy over the situation that we see. And that's how Jeremiah is praying. He's praying with a heavy heart. My heart is troubled. It just... I, I know some of you, this happens to you all the time. It happens to me quite a bit. How many of you, sometimes you're, you're trying to go to sleep? Okay, you're trying to go to sleep. But your mind is still in gear. I mean, it's just some of the weirdest thoughts. You know, you know, I really need to do that. Two years. Well, that isn't happening. Burden on his heart that just won't go away. When you have you ever seen something that just kind of hits you right there? Can you think of any illustrations? Anybody? What? When you when you you just see something, oh, oh my. Alas. Oh man. You see, yeah. I was in the store, and I'm sure a lot of people have probably seen it, but these parents pulling their little children along and using the F word out of them. Yeah. He says, my eyes fill with tears, my heart is troubled. It's in turmoil. The word there is talking about a, like a boiling pot. And my, my bile is poured out on the ground. What in the world is that thing? <laughs> my bile is poured out on the ground. That's right here in River City. Uh, <laughs> my heart or my the core of your being, the, the, it's gut-wrenching <coughs> would be a good way. Gut-wrenching. It's, I, I'm trying to think of those times when, when you feel like you just, you're just standing there and somebody sucker punched you right in the gut. You, you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Uh, I remember vividly we were in the waiting room uh, 
in a hospital up in uh, Delaware. And uh, we're sitting there waiting there, and the doctors came out and told us that Linda's mom, Sally, was just advanced stages of breast cancer. Just a we couldn't say those that's what it's expressing here. My heart, my bile is poured out on the ground. It's gut wrenching. <coughs> it's not he's not just praying for, oh, let's pray for the children. No, he's not just he he is torn up about the condition of his world. Can you think of times when you have been just torn up by what you see happening to children and young people? Human trafficking. Human trafficking. This very morning, on they had that little news scroll across the bottom with misspelled words, but but the news scroll. A person who sits on the Ohio. Council, city council, Ohio city councils. It's overarching board that deals with city councils. One of the members of this Ohio city council was just arrested in human trafficking. Yeah. Yeah. And he sees the children, the infants. Yeah, you look at the at the at the earthquake in in
of guns being brought into the school in the last year. Now, little Johnny cannot go to the store and pick up a, a, a Colt 45 automatic. <coughs> little Johnny, little, little Susie cannot go and pick up a 9mm or a Glock. I brought my money in. No, they can't. Where are they getting it? Home. From their parents. Yeah. Where are the parents? You see the heart cry of, of Jeremiah. Ah! Yeah. I saw, I don't know, three weeks ago, maybe or four, a little boy in a diaper outside the apartment that he lived in, and he shot a gun, and he was in diapers. Yeah. Wow. <coughs> the door oh. was closed. They didn't even know where he was. But I can put a yeah. I can put a different view on this too. Do you realize <coughs> back in the fifties? I know that that was nineteen fifties, right? <laughs> that was nineteen. Okay, not eighteen fifty. It was back in the fifties. It wasn't in the depression. What a shot! We'll clarify that. Okay, right? okay, we got you. But anyway, it, it wasn't uncommon for boys to carry knives in their pockets, mm-hmm. going to school. Nobody thought anything of it. There wasn't anything. There wasn't anything. You know it. You know. You could even take a gun to school, you know, and have it, and it wasn't ever thought of, and there was a moment, you know, my dad takes me on, and we're responsible, and they were taught different than they are today, you know, and uh, they're, uh, in fact, I, I would uh, venture to say that and a lot of the uh, homes where there's hunters that are fathers, that uh, the kids could probably have access to the guns, but they know what the guns do and they know what the guns are for. It begins in the house. This probably before you Now, there's all kinds of 
wacko nut jobs out there to say, well, this is this is how this happened. No! Big, 
huge here because their church doesn't have
did not shut it down. They, they, they collapsed the presence of the Lord, just kind of giving them leeway, and they're, they're having other services in there. Teams are going to come down from Fox News and whatever, and they said, we, we'd request you don't. This is not about something to see. Something to experience, oh, exactly. and uh, so uh, yeah, it's uh, continue to ask God's blessing that people keep their grimy little hands yeah. off of what God's doing. Yes. Not trying to replicate it or make it happen. It's a God thing. Well, let's go to prayer, and I'd like for you to, if you're comfortable doing so, just out loud. Lift up the names of those children, grandchildren, yeah. nieces, nephews, people you're concerned about, and lay them before the Lord, and then we'd like for several to lead us out in a word of prayer today. Thank you. 
He's not the power of our He's no our power, He's no our mind, He's the power of the Holy Spirit going yes. through of us, Lord Jesus. Father, yes. we come here because we need you, God. Yes. We need you, God, like any other day, Lord Jesus. Father, please help us. Yes. Bring your child to you. Yes, Lord. Bring our kids to you. Bring our children, bring our grandkids, Lord Jesus, to you, Lord. Bring it to you, Lord. I want you to see miracles because miracles are possible, Lord Jesus. Father, yes, you heal people are sick. Hallelujah. You heal people with demons. You heal people with many, many things. God, make a miracle if you want. Father, we give you all the glory because you know you are a Lord, you are able, Lord. You are able. You are able to do everything, Lord. Why we put our hearts because we are, you are able, Lord. And we know you can use this broken vessel for your glory, Lord. Bring our child to you, Lord. If our child is sick, please heal them, Lord. Why may need something bring? Bring solution, bring one answer from them, Lord. I am the one of the most important things, Lord Jesus. Open their eyes to be able to see. Yes, Lord. Father, open their eyes, Lord. You open their eyes for the blind, Lord Jesus. And you use me to do one, Lord, but you can do two, three, 